in orange jail garb. She sat at the table in the lawyer's consultation room, only a shell of what she'd once been. Though she'd done something with her hair, she couldn't hide the circles beneath her eyes and her exhausted look. She obviously hadn't slept. Her eyes that sought mine each time we met to reconnect didn't flicker in the smallest bit, as had been the case last night. Distressed though I was by the trouble she was in, what disturbed me most was my sense that something inside my friend had died. Her demeanor did little to hearten me. Perhaps it was my emotional vulnerability at that moment, but I wanted my connection with Lucy that we'd always had. Hopeless or not, I had to try. Luce, I said, sitting down across from her. Before we talk about your situation, her frown deepened as I spoke, I need to know something. Do we have to continue behaving like we're strangers? I'm here as a friend, and I want to help. You know that. Vehemently, she shook her head. I'm going to say this only once, and I mean only once. If I have to talk about this again, you'll have to go and I'll have to find someone else. You're here, not as my friend, but as the only man and attorney I can trust. What I want is your help to get me out of jail long enough to arrange for the future of my children. That's all. Do you understand? That's all. I know this must be difficult for you to understand, but if we're going to work together, you'll have to believe me when I tell you that I have no choice. Ludicrous as this may sound to you, the last thing in this world that I need at this point is the sympathy, and very frankly, the nosiness of well-intending friends. If you're not willing to work with me on this, then the last thing I'll ask you to do for me is to recommend a criminal lawyer I can count on. Are we clear on this? The last thing I'd do would be to turn my friend over to an attorney, who, in light of Lucy's intransigence, might advise her to bargain with the DA for her life. Had I done the right thing? Or should I have stepped back and allowed matters to take their course? Not an issue, really. If I had it to do again, I'd intervene just as I had on the weekend. More important to me at the moment was how we'd ever reach this point. The ideal couple with a handsome child, people twenty years ago would have said, no way they'd fail. Pete claimed that the blame was mine because of my refusal to be a devoted mother and a proper spouse. For me... It was my husband's determination to rob me of my independence and wear me down until I became his 1950s-style wife. With everything going for us as we had, I knew there had to be more things involved than my doubtless oversimplified view of things. I no longer knew who I was, but I did remember who I'd been. What mystified me was how the young woman I recalled had not foreseen the obvious, that the man she'd fallen for wanted a housefrau for a mate— rather than the social, independent female I was. How could I have allowed someone to steal my identity that way and turn me into the codependent weakling I'd become? As I poured my second cup of tea, I wondered if there might not be a way to get more clarity on some things. For reasons that have always remained a bit of a mystery to me, I began a diary in my late teens. Except for a dry period of two years, I kept it up until a week ago. I should be able to resurrect a lot of things. Important things that took place during the last two years that might help me understand how we could have ended up where we are. And I'd have the benefit of confirming it if I'd been the young woman I remembered myself to be. I'd have six volumes to go through. 
mostly trivia and junk. But there had to be some things worthwhile in there. Anyway, what else did I have to keep me occupied for the next few days? One thing was certain. I wouldn't be seeing much of those six volumes where I was going.